This place is crazy with all the smokes and the mirrors and the animatronics. I'm out of here. Welcome back to Disney Marvel for week of October 24th, 2021. This is episode 153. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Apologize, I didn't put out a survey this weekend. I don't know what's wrong with me. I apologize, I'm still getting back into the swing of things with everything going on. I will have one for you this weekend, and most likely it will have to do with this week's topic because... I want to know what you thought. I told you what I thought. I want to know what you thought. So we'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, it's Kyler Pope from the Disney Theme Park Show The Second. I just wanted to tell you about my great podcast, the Disney Theme Park Show The Second, where I talk to wonderful guests such as Matthew Gregan about all things Disney. I am available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public as of now. And I hope you guys have a magical day. And now, on with the show. When Windows Creek in doorless chambers and candlelight flickers well that's about all i got folks good night now this episode i am giving you my review of the latest muppet special to come and grace our presence the muppets haunted mansion this is believe it or not the first time the muppets have really tackled Halloween. It's something that's been in the work for years and years. And I mean years. And they've just never been able to to get something going. And finally, someone had the brilliant idea of, well, we've been trying to do a new Haunted Mansion movie. Well, we're trying to do something with the Muppets. Why don't we mix them together? And we got Muppets Haunted Mansion. And that that's a brilliant idea. And the premise being that Gonzo and Pepe have to survive one night in the Haunted Mansion. Because of... Well, I won't get into the plot details. Because of the, the Great MacGuffin. Which... Look up the MacGuffin and that, that will explain, um, explain that character for you. But so yeah, we got a lot of great things here. Um, we we have a lot of t- typical Muppet stuff. We have cameos, we have songs, uh, we have little plot twists, we have wacky humor. It, it's um, it it was a fun, fun romp, particularly for those if you like the Muppets, then you're you're gonna enjoy the fact that you got something new with the Muppets, right? And if you're a fan of the Haunted Mansion, you're going to love the fact that you got something with the Haunted Mansion. Uh, 
not only did they deliver something with the haunted mansion the amount of inspiration that they pulled from the haunted mansion and layered throughout this 52 minute film show special is nothing more than extraordinary the amount of stuff the quotes they they start off with Darren Chris of Glee fame as the 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 guy outside the the graveyard you know the, the guy with the dog and the, the grave they that right there they started off that way beautiful and he's like well don't be quiet you don't want to wake up the dead maybe not to those words and they they break into a song because you have a singer like Darren Chrisick in Broadway and and Glee fame. You're going to utilize him in a song. And strangely enough, majority of the cameos, from what I remember, happened during this song. You 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 get a whole bunch of. Let me let me go through the list of cameos. And this is throughout the whole. These are people who throughout the the entire. Uh, special that you'll get. You get Will Arnett as the host of the Haunted Mansion. Taraji P. Harris, uh, Henson, who she is the bride, uh, Hatchet, uh, Hatchaway, and uh, she, you know, Karate Kid fame, Hustle and Flow, Empire. She's, she's been around. Except Darren Chris, you know, of again. Little White Lies, Glee. Oh, he's in Transformers as well. He's done a lot of voice work. Yvette Nicole Brown, best known to Marvel fans as an agent from Avengers Infinity. Was that Infinity War? Endgame. Endgame. Sorry, Avengers Endgame. She was in Community. She's done also, again, a lot of voice work. Then you go down, you also get... Those are all the Muppet performers. You got Alfonso uh, Ribeiro, Dancing with the Stars, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Ed Asner. Ed Asner is probably one of his last, if not his last, piece of work. This is his posthumous appearance, and they do dedicate this show to him. And, and, and rightfully so. In case if you're wondering... Ed Asner, voice of Carl Fredericks from Up, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Santa and Elf. His list goes on and on and on. Um, you know, sadly we just lost him a few months ago. Chrissy Metz from uh, This Is Us, and, and again other things. Danny Trejo, who's appeared in several Muppet projects. This is actually his fourth Muppet project that he has appeared in. He was in Muppets Now. He was in a Great Muppet, uh, Muppets Most Wanted, uh, Muppets at uh, Take the Bowl, and he's done many other movies. Shazir Zamadi Zamada. Uh, Skya Jackson, Jeff Knightley, Pat Sajak. 
Patsy Jackson this. Come on. There we go. Justina Machado, Craig Robinson, John Stamos. You know, you, you got you got quite a bit of of nice star power. Maybe a few others that I forgot to mention. So you have a fair amount of people popping up. Like I said, a lot happens in the first song. Then Gonzo and Pepe enter this and find uh, Will Arnett's character as the host, the butler. And again, he starts rambling off lines from the, the attraction as it's the uh, you go into the stretching room again right out of the attraction something I want to point out that is um, I thought interesting when I found out how they did this to help expedite production they lean to technology that's nothing new but what they did was a straight it was a, a they took a page out of the Mandalorian's book and they use this uh, stagecraft technology. What is stagecraft, you said? All right. So if you're familiar with the Mandalorian, you, you've witnessed stagecraft quite a bit because pretty much the entire Mandalorian show is filmed this way. And they did it the same here. I personally think it, it portrayed better in Mandalorian than it did in Muppets. Um, I, I don't think the color saturation and uh, the quality was just there to, to give you a full tangible, but it worked. I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. Again, this is not a show or a special to change your life, to make you rethink your direction and what you're doing in life and have an epiphany. This is something for the family. Sit down, enjoy for Halloween. So it is basically a giant computer screen that wraps an entire room and your performers perform in front of it. How is this different than say green screen, blue screen, whatever technology that a lot of other movies like Avengers use? Green screen, blue screen, whatever you want to use, mostly it's green screen now, is the actors or performers see just a green background and they don't completely know what they're interacting with. Now, if they have a monitor, sometimes now with technology that you can put in the digital effects or a crude version of the digital effects in pre-production so that way they can see it whenever it's being filmed and kind of an, have an idea of what they're working with and what the surroundings. Otherwise, they have to use their imagination. And then... Um, in post-production, the graphics are fully put in and rendered and realized. Now, with the stagecraft, you have a giant screen. And on the screen is what you, you meant to see. Is the background, is the effects. Everything is right there on the screen, pretty much. Some practical effects, some physical things are placed around. But the rest of it is on this screen so for instance in the mandalorian you see dejarin the mando he's walking out of he's walking along um let's take the first episode he's walking along on the ice planet 
the path that he is physically standing on is real to about three feet behind him everything else except for maybe a, a, a little beacon or something that he's next to or he's walking just by himself everything else is on this screen so the actor sees it, it all the camera and the director sees it all and they can they could change the angles of how they want things to work but the and the camera sees it and then when, when we see it as a physical place that that's where he is but it's really you're looking at a computer monitor for lack of better terms it's a rendered image in real time long explanation of the technology that they used here in Muppets and um, it worked nicely again I don't think it was quite as smooth as it is in Mandalorian maybe because of budget maybe because of the environment whatever um it didn't pull me out but i could tell it wasn't quite as tangible which is a weird word to use whenever you're talking about something on a, an image on a screen tangible as it is in the mandalorian so there there was you know there was the differences there but uh bravo for them for utilizing new technology in such a way and it's not something that the Muppets are afraid of using technology using you know new things you know nowadays that they they digitally erase um, arm sleeves and arm rods but this is you know go back to whenever we had uh, Matt Vogel on and he was telling us about how they, they now digitally remove the the arm rods on the puppets to help just give them that more free feeling so that's that stuff that again they're moving forward with looking great and uh, you know keep pushing the more people I'd use it and keep pushing that envelope the the better things keep progressing and moving um, yeah so what else did I want to go so yeah you, you know and you get a lot of nods um, between the stretching room it's all been muppetized and people are going to wonder, why am I seeing the Muppets as the characters from the Haunted Mansion? And they tell you why. There's an answer, actually. They explain it at the very beginning, is that they manifest themselves into what you, you see. So, the ghosts picking up your vibrations, and they, they are relating to you. So it is a personalized haunting, if you want. And I think that actually worked out well. I, I personally, I accept that explanation. I think that it works fine with me. And quite simply, what that means is because it is Pe Pepe and Gonzo, that's why they see these ghosts as the way that they are. If it was me walking in there, if it was Mickey walking in there, Mickey would see... His friends, you would see Goofy, Donald, Minnie, Daisy, Pluto, Pete, etc. As the ghosts would manifest themselves that way. If it was me, I would see people I know manifest in there. So it is a personalized haunting, if you will. So, sure, why not? It gives it that little extra special spookiness. And it is a nice way to just kind of segue things. Um... The, not just that you also had you had a lot of other nice little references 
in it being the address of the mansion was 924 was the house number of it the 924 refers to Jim Henson's birth date of September 24th 1936 how long are you going to make the address so they just went with the 924 reference to Jim there nice little nod they also have the outside of the mansion it is designed to look like the Phantom Manor the Haunted Mansion per se appears in majority of the parks pretty much all of them not, not all parks have a haunted mansion. Uh, Paris and Shanghai um, have Phantom Manor. I think Hong Kong may be the only one that doesn't, but don't quote me on that one. So you have Phantom Manor out there as well. This is the more update, modern version of Haunted Mansion. Um, yes, they do. I think it is in all parks. Um, so anyway, Phantom Manor. That's what the outside of the building was based off, where the inside was based on the actual Haunted Mansion attraction. More so of the Disneyland than the Disney World, but there's very little to really just, you know, you can't really nitpick between, oh, this is a nod to Florida and this is a nod to, to California. It's just a nod to the Haunted Mansion in general. You also have... Um, a cameo by Imagineer Kim Irvine. Now, why is this important? Okay, so again, you have the Muppet characters presented as different characters from the Haunted Mansion. Fozzie Bear is the Hatbox Ghost. Miss Piggy is Madame Leota, or in Miss Piggy's case, Madame Pigota. So, why is it important that Kim Irvine's in this? Kim Irvine plays, quote-unquote, Kim, the maid, who interacts with Madame Pigota in comical ways. There's a very big connection here, and I, I wonder how many people picked up on it. Kim's mother was a woman by the name, who well, also who worked at the Disney Company many years ago, in the 60s, let's say. Her name was Leota Toombs Thomas. Who is Leota Toombs Thomas? Why? We just said who she was. She is the face of Madame Leota. She uh, was the Imagineer and they, they filmed her face. They projected it into the, the crystal ball. And she was, you know, Miss Le uh, Madame Leota right there. And she even the, the smaller bride at the end. That's her face, too. So she is a integral part. So she is historically connected to this. In fact, they use Kim's face in the uh, layover, the the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas layover that, over that they do in Disneyland, California. That's Kim's face in there, taking the place of her mother. So there is a family connection to this attraction. And... Personally, I only think it's right that they had her in this in this special. That they have a, a, a again a connected piece of history to the attraction in the special about the attraction, particularly in that scene with Miss Piggy interacting with Pigota. Brilliant writing, brilliant casting, brilliant work right there. There's also a reference to the Muppet Show. 
Um, it was called at the dance segment where you had a bunch of people dancing around and making very weird like comments to each other. Um, that is something that started in the, that was in the Muppet show actually from the pilot episode and carried through all five seasons. This is now they even put it in here, referenced it in the ballroom. I love the fact seeing that I got it right away. Some people may be a little curious on what this was, but it was a nice nod. It worked for the segment that they were going with um, in the ballroom. And again, nice nod back to the original Muppet show from the 70s and 80s. Behind the scene, most people may not have realized, though uh, Matt and I picked up on this right away, Sal returned. Who is Sal? He's the monkey. Um, you have you have Johnny Fiamma and Sal. Muppets Tonight alum, they've appeared in a few things since then, but kind of have disappeared in the background. Um, I always love those two characters. The fact that they brought them back was brilliant. And it is Brian Henson who returned. He retired in 2005 after Muppets Wizard of Oz from puppeteering to mostly focus on the business end of the family business. He came back to reprise his role as Sal. It's not a huge role, but the fact that he did it, the fact that Sal's in it, makes me happy. Now, they were going to try to bring Bean Bunny back into it. That didn't happen. Um, kind of the same way that Rizzo's not here. People were wondering, well, it was always Gonzo and Rizzo, like in the Muppet Christmas Carol, and so many, and Muppets from Space, so many things. It was always Rizzo and Gonzo. And why, why is that changed? Why is it Pepe now? Two very good reasons. The main reason that we have it as a Gonzo and Pepe story is because Dave Goals and Bill Beretta who are the respective puppeteers for these characters, were the ones available. Most of these other people are tied up in other projects, primarily Sesame Street, um, at this at the time that they, they were doing production, or the primary production of this show. So to be able to get them in wasn't going to be an easy task. It would delay production, and it would just become a whole mess. So, okay, let's, let's got Dave, we got Dave, we got Bill, here we go. The other thing is the primary puppeteer to Rizzo the Rat and Bean Bunny was Steve Whitmire. Steve Whitmire had been fired from the Muppet Company. I'm not going to get into any reasons why. I'm not going to get into who or how he got anything like that. He's no longer part of the company. They have not found replacements for those characters yet. They are legacy characters that haven't been reassigned. So at this point in time, those characters are just off to the side. Maybe at some point you get someone to to take them over and we'll get these characters back. But that's not now. That's not something that they, they were worried about. Plus also the, the bean puppet uh, Muppet was in the the terminology of toast uh, which means that the uh, foam that is constructed out of is crumbled it was in very poor shape it was not one that they had used in a long time so they would have to rebuild a whole new puppet 
for a background shot. Didn't make sense, so they passed on that. They did bring in two other ones that, again, were mostly Muppet, uh, Muppet Tonight alum. Andy and Randy Pig do a brief cameo as uh, the two brothers in a reference to the movie The Shining in the hallway. So you have more than just Haunted Mansion references. You have more than just Muppet, Sh Muppet Show references. You even have other horror movie references kind of sprinkled throughout. So you have a lot of a lot of fun things, a lot of, a lot of nods, a lot of things to details, a lot of details to be able to pay attention to, to that you gives it rewatchability. Um, I, I admittedly only watched it fully once. My boys have watched it many, many times since we first watched it. And I've, of course, seen bits and pieces as they've watched it and whatnot. Um, so you get, you get all this going on. You have these characters in the background. You have references to all this stuff, particularly the Haunted Mansion. And it relatively goes in kind of the order, even the way that during the final scene, and I'm, I'm not going to give you any spoilers here, but Gonzo and Pepe have to escape. How do they escape is the same way that you escape a similar situation or a similar um, location, a similar location in the actual Haunted Mansion. And that's the same way Gonzo and Pepe escape in from this location, same location that you're in, in the Haunted Mansion attraction, in the Haunted Mansion special with the Muppets. Again, brilliant writing. Um, lots of credit to them for that. I want to talk about one segment though um, and this is kind of the segment that, that sold me on the special and you've heard me talk in the past in many episodes that Gonzo has always been one of my favorite characters and my reasoning was because he's got such the broadest range he is the weird blue disgusting thing that catches cannibals that's you know, who he is but you get emotional performances out of him and I, I've mentioned it on shows and shows and shows before that catch you off guard come from you from left field that you wouldn't expect from that character but you constantly do get from that character and it makes them even stronger because it's not the character that you expect an emotional performance from Sure, Kermit, putting on emotional performance. Fozzie, okay, whatever. Funny guy goes a, a little serious. But the, the Gonzo performances, um, and particularly this one, wherever he's talking about his fears and then he's realizing stuff, and you, you see he takes you on this journey, and it, it, be it it's like a five, ten-minute journey. Um, it's a major plot point in the show, and I'm not going to get into it. But the way that Gonzo comes across and you discover as he's discovering the the true meaning of the the this scenario that he ends up in is for me it was fantastic it it it, it was the 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 
high point of the the performance and someone said it was emmy worthy i don't know if i'd go that far but if gonzo and dave goals name is nominated for an emmy for a performance um in a in a special i would not be surprised i i would not be surprised this is a a very well done segment um and it, it really pulls it in so i again i don't want to get into much in the way of spoilers um I, I really haven't got into anything spoilerish. I, I've mentioned things, but nothing that you either haven't known, wouldn't know, or really ch- takes away from your viewing experience. That being said, to give this movie or the special, the special, a a grade, uh, that becomes a little tricky. So, Rotten Tomatoes. Let me start with IMDb. IMDb gives this, um, average user gives us 6.6 on the IMDb out of 10 scale. Rotten Tomatoes has a 64% audience score. All right, a little above average for both of those. The Tomato Meter on Rotten Tomatoes is 79%. So that's critics and audience or um, you know that's that's pretty good on a lot of the people on um, social media that are particularly on the Disney boards ate this up and loved it that was the majority of the ones that I saw especially initially so where should I put it I can't say I was blown away by it which is sad how much I love Gonzo and Love the Muppets and, and uh, like the Haunted Mansion. And um, so I, 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 I want to, but I can't say I, uh, it was one of my favorite, favorite things that the Muppet has done. It's by far not the worst thing the Muppets have done. And I would be amiss if I gave it anything below a five. And I don't, but I can't give it like an eight. And to me, seven sounds about right. I want to say for, for the, the show that it is, for the season that it is, I should give it a 6.66. So over, low over six and a half percent there, 6.66. But I might as well just bump it up to the 7. Especially as I think back to what they had to write into this. And that performance by Gonzo. Pepe, Pepe's parts were nice. And, and, you know, it was Pepe. Bill Beretta always does a great job with Pepe. You, you, know, you, you know what to get from Pepe. Um... It, it, it reminded me a lot of Pepe from Muppets Letter to Santa. I mean, that's that's Pepe. You know, Muppets Now, Pepe. About, he was fantastic in Muppets Now. If you, if you haven't watched Muppets Now, go back, watch it. Especially Pepe segments for the, the game show. 
Um, but yeah, uh, you know what? Right there. Seven. That is it. Put it on the board. I, uh, I am going to say that it is going to be a new holiday, 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 holiday tradition for my family to be watching this. I, I'll be watching Garfield's Halloween special. I'll be watching the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and I'll be watching the Muppets haunted mansion. You know, and if people who enjoyed, and I know there's probably one or two out of you out there who enjoyed the Eddie Murphy version, will probably get a kick out of this. People who did not enjoy the Eddie Murphy version, there's more than one or two of you out there, probably would enjoy this one too. Um, again, I think you'll enjoy it. Will you love it? That's up to you. But. Give it a try. Find it enjoyable. It, it's particularly those who are fans of the Haunted Mansion will love and eat up all the nods. Those who are not fans of the Haunted Mansion um, will probably not enjoy quite as much. If you are familiar with the Haunted Mansion, it's an attraction that you go on. You will you will understand it enough, and you you'll get it people who have never been on the Haunted Mansion and any of the parks may find it a little confusing and difficult at times to follow along. I'll give you that. Still try it. Still try out the show and see what you think. And after you try it out, and after you tell you figure out you know, if you like it or not, join us on the social media. Find us on Facebook and let us know. Facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Also find us on Twitter at Disney Marvel's. On Instagram and on TikTok at Disney Marvel's podcast. If you want to leave a voice message, please, by all means, leave us a voice message. Record it on your device. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash Disney Marvel's podcast and leave us a voice message there. You could do it through the Anchor app as well. Or you can record again on your on your phone, on your smart device, on your computer, and email it along with any questions or suggestions that you may have to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Disney Marvels blog at DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com and find our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how crazy life is and how little time we all have, but the fact that you're able to squeeze some time in and spend it with me, listening to me talk, even though it's just me, but I feel like there's a connection, and I, I appreciate it. I really, truly appreciate each and every one of you that you come back each week and you listen. If you're new, thank you. If you've been around for a while, thank you. If you, if you just drop in every once in a while, thank you. I appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. As always, though, I can't do it without you. So please, go tell your friends. Tell your people that you know who like Disney 
in your Disney community. Share it on the social network. Hey, check it out. I'm listening to the Disney and Marvel's podcast. Put a copy of the a link to, uh, to the episode there. Like I said, tell your friends. Also, even better, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. Or a review. If you can't do the review, at least leave the five-star rating. We have all five stars at the moment. Again, I, I can't express how much joy that brings to me. That all the reviews that I have, five stars, just blows my mind. Blows my mind. Then Apple, the more reviews we get, Apple will do it, its part to help promote the show as well. Because the more people we have join this Disney family, the better. Walt believed in a big Disney family, so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. While you're at it, also because, consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support or find our Patreon page, get some cool stuff that way, because these shows aren't free. Even though they're free for you to download, but they're not always, they're not necessarily free for me to produce. So keep up with new equipment, movie reviews, you name it, things cost money, unfortunately. That's the, the dark side of everything, isn't it? But, again, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. So, whatever you can do, thank you. Hey, whatever you're facing out there, whatever darkness that seems to be surrounding you, no matter how impossible things may seem, don't give up. Look deep within yourself and find the light. The light will guide you to where you need to be. Don't be afraid to ask for help either. To help the, let that light shine. Sometimes it needs a little guidance. And you could always do it. But be your own hero and ask for that help. Don't give up. Never give up. Never give in. Now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote, of course, from Walt Disney. The motion pictures will never fully replace the printed word, but it will go a long way in becoming its most valuable adjunct. There seems to be little question that the human mind will absorb picturized information much quicker than by means of the printed word. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>